0: Yeah. <music>
1: the 15th episode of the xfl insider podcast this is your host matthew just want to say welcome and hello to mr aiden burke how you doing today aiden
2: i'm good uh thanks for having me on matthew today ready to talk some uh, xfl
1: yes sir yes sir i appreciate it glad you stopped by tonight as always if there's any kind of disconnection issues man and you got to jump back in hop back in and, and no worry same thing on my end if something happens i'll jump back in as soon as i can just just that in case. Good. yes sir so aiden i know you, you got a pretty interesting story and i want to find out more about you as a person for sure yeah but the the biggest thing to me when i when i started talking to you and finding out hey what's what what who is this i mean you're still in high school uh how old are you man if you don't mind sharing
2: I am 16 but my birthday is actually next week next uh the 27th so I'm gonna be 17 gonna be a senior in high school starting in uh september
1: that's awesome bro that's awesome from reading your works and seeing your socials I would have never thought you were a young man just just being honest with you thank you but thank you good job man seriously <clears throat> we'll ask more about you and as a person and, and you know what what it entails being a content creator especially a 16 year old almost 17 year old content creator uh just just amongst the xfl it's very niche. so it's pretty cool that you actually found your way in here and, and you're doing that at, at your age yeah <clears throat> sorry man got some know. throat stuff going <clears> throat> so let's talk a little bit about xfl and then we'll come back to you does that sound good sounds good man so you write for xfl board as well correct that is correct, yep. So who do you cover for that?
2: So this year, you know, I joined XFL board, I think in January, and I, you know, I asked uh, Mark Nelson, who runs XFL board, I in- inquired about, you know, joining, and he asked me if I could cover the defenders, uh, so, you know, that's that's the team I've been covering all year, you know, season, started the season, pre-season actually, to... Through the through the championship, uh, and I've continued to you know write articles about them. You know they've had these mini rights drafts that I've um, that I've written about. You know some of the X, XFL, the NFL guys, who I'm sure we'll talk about, I've written about them. So yeah, I write, I write for XFL board. Uh, cover uh,
1: mainly cover the DC defenders. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I've got here. I'm going to pull up your website real quick. I've got some of your stuff. I always try to share some of everybody's work so everybody can see it at home. <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> so here's your page Just with your overview of work so That's your most recent article And we will talk about that In just yep. a second man. All right. Just wanted to show off some of your work As you can see He's pretty active <laughs> So do you live close to D.C.? Is that why you cover Feel- uh,
2: actually, coincidentally, he he asked me first. You know, cover the DC Defenders. I live I live in North uh, Jersey, New Jersey, uh, so about gotcha. a four hour drive from DC. I haven't been to a game, but that's geographically, I think, the, without the you know New York Guardians, that's geographically the closest uh, closest of the eight teams right now. So yeah, uh, I mean four hour four hour drive. You know, it's 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 a uh, reachable, it's driving distance. But uh, yeah, that, that's uh, actually the closest team uh, to me.
1: Yeah, I understand the driving distance thing. I drove to Houston for all the games. It's oh, yeah. about five and a half, six for oh, me, yeah. I believe. So, I understand. But once once you can go, man, definitely go check it out because it yeah. was a good time.
2: You know, I'm hoping I'm hoping this year. You know, I get my I get my license. Um, four hours isn't bad. I, I'll at least try to check out. You know, one game. You know, seems seems like a lot of fun. Fans have a lot of fun at uh Audi Field. Great oh, no uh, great
1: atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I haven't been, but. A couple of the colleagues of mine went, and they said it was an awesome time. Even down on the field covering the game, not much like it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, bro, let's roll into some of the XFL NFL players. Mm -hmm. Now, as of about, what, two hours ago, an hour (laughs) ago, I think we're at 58 total, 59. I need to change that. I think,
2: yeah, I think actually with um, Garrett McGinn, he signed – from the renegades he signed. I think now we're at 59 uh, total.
1: I'm going to change that. Yeah. And then even before, as I was making the notes for today, I think it was at 56 or I was at 55 and then you put 56 and then I put 58.
2: <laughs> um, actually, someone else told me this. I think um, actually the XFL is counting, you know, contracts. Signed. I think there are a few guys who have signed multiple contracts. So uh, I think it's 59 according to the, to the XFL based on contract signed, but based on individual players from XFL to NFL, I think it might only be 57. Now with Gary McGinn signing. So 57, 59, you know, still a big number.
1: Yeah. I've got a press release here from XFL. I think from uh, today or yesterday. I can't remember. I'm going to check. I'll pull it up. So this was the 18th. And they list 58 NFL contracts have been signed by XFL players since the offseason began on May 15th. In this, they were presenting... Uh, contracts signed, I think. Tomasi and Jordan Ta'amu, talking about both of them signing. Yeah. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. I know others have tryouts, though, as well, and we're not going to get into all that. Yeah. In terms of the tryout, guys, before we talk about the XFL, the NFL, do you know of any that are significant?
2: I mean, I know Jakur Pearson. Pearson, he's got a bunch of tryouts. You know,
1: um, he oh, was he's, he's rolling now. He's with a team. He's with the Titans.
2: Yeah. Yeah. He was, he had a lot of tryouts. I was, I was wondering why, why he had Insan. Yeah. I think he had like six different tryouts, but um, yep. I'm glad, you know, I finally got an opportunity. A lot of people said it's because of, because, because of his height, but, you know, he, he balled out with the, with the Sea Dragons, and I'm glad he finally has a team. But, uh, some other guys, I think, um, Let's see. Who are some other guys? I think um, – Oh, you
1: are talking about Pearson. My bad. I was talking about Patrick. Whoops, whoops, whoops. Yep, you're right. <clears throat> oh, yes. Yeah, so, he actually did sign with a team? Uh, Pearson? Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, is he on a team? I don't – I,
1: I try to research it daily almost because I've been <laughs> waiting for him to go, man.
2: I know he's got a ton of tryouts. Um. Mm-hmm. Pearson, I think – I don't I don't think he's actually on a team. He's got a ton of tryouts. Tryouts. You think, you know, the way he performed in the XFL, he he would be on an NFL roster, but I actually don't think he's gotten an opportunity or has he?
1: Man, I haven't say, I haven't found anything official myself either. And then when you look at the XFL to NFL stuff from not the on website, there, right? no, it's not on yeah, there not and even there. we're still yeah, missing yeah the most recent names from yeah
2: yeah yeah sorry about that yeah uh pearson i mean not on the team but definitely definitely deserves a shot um i mean he 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 did great with the uh sea dragons
1: yeah no doubt no doubt and he's i mean he's i know he's a little shorter but in terms of play dude's a stud yep i'd hate to see him back in the xfl next year but i'd love to at the same time (laughs) yeah (laughs) I
2: mean, that's the same thing with a lot of these players. I mean, defenders, they're, I think, eight guys. they their, you know, some of their best guys in the NFL, you know. You know, you'd hate you'd hate to see them gone, you know, because D.C. was a championship caliber team. But, you know, glad to see them, you know, succeeding at the next level, which is, you know, what the XFL is all about. So, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a win-win situation, I guess, you
1: know. No doubt, no doubt. Had a fan, uh, that's Mike. Mike's the ch- editor-in-chief. He's saying who do you expect to sign next? Do you have anybody on your list?
2: Who do I expect to sign next? I mean there are a lot of guys. Um, another guy, Jordan Williams. He hasn't he hasn't signed, not Ooh. not to my knowledge. He was the XFL uh tackling leader. He uh he was Brahmas were a great defense. Um, you know, Delante Scott recently uh recently signed signed. But you know, Brahmas, you know, didn't have the best record, but um Jordan 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 Williams was a great great piece on that um on that Brahma's defense, and the Brahma's mm. defense was actually good. You know, they didn't have the best offense, but the Brahma's, um, I think Jordan Williams, the linebacker, I think he definitely – I'm not saying he's going to sign next, but I think he's one of the guys who deserves a shot, you know, along with Jacob Pearson, yep. um, some other guys. I can't think of off the top of my head right now. No, but you're good, definitely, man. Definitely a lot of guys, you know, who I think still are the, are the XFL who uh, deserve some shots. Let's see.
1: Yeah, and I um, figured we're going to see a lot of these guys come back our way. Yeah, I mean, like I told you before we started, if <clears throat> a fourth of them continue their NFL careers, yeah, that's good. He,
2: uh, considered a win. Let's see. Um, I mean, um, oh, um, AJ McCarron. I mean, he he did great, but uh, you know, he said you know he he chose the XFL over the NFL because he he'd rather you know actually be playing than you know being on the sidelines with the with the clipboard in the NFL. Um, <laughs> Some other guys. Um, I mean, King Butler's on the Steelers. I mean, he's he's been doing a great job. He, great things out of camp for him. Um, Cody Latimer, a little older. He's he's not on the NFL team. I think you know he certainly deserves a shot. It's been a while. He did a great job with the uh, with the Guardians. Just you know, just an endless list. Really, a lot no, a of guys. A lot of. I didn't guys. know if you
1: had any favorites among your your end. I know I did, and my guys are gone now. <laughs> I was kind of watching.
2: Yeah, the uh, thing. I mean, I was. Jordan Tayamu shot long overdue but uh now now it's really got to be Ja'Core Pearson I think I think he really deserves a shot he's gotten a bunch of tryouts but he has he hasn't signed uh, just
1: yet understood understood let's get on to uh talk about Jordan I know yeah. this you you probably have a lot of info or a lot to say about him so I had to yeah. share your article here I know you just wrote an article about him signing so I mean the floor is yours take it as you see best <laughs> yeah
2: so uh Tayamu he um uh, I mean, great season with the the, the, the defenders, sorry, uh, offensive player of the year um, led them to a nine one record. I mean, their offense, you know, really um, was on fire through like last five games of the season. Um, even, even the championship, they put up 26 points against the Renegades. Unfortunately, you know, they got outscored there, but he, he had a really great season. I mean, nine to one regular season record, as I said, he, I think it was third in um, both passing touchdowns and, um, Passing yardage, he was, I think, second behind Bendinucci, who's also in the NFL, second behind Bendinucci, I think, in uh, rushing yardage and rushing touchdowns. But, you know, the defenders also had Derek King, DR King, who, you know, took a lot of the QB uh, yep. uh, scrambling duties. But, uh, yeah, Tayami, yeah, he says almost 2,000 yards. I mean, long overdue. You know, he, he was with the Bandits last year. Um, USFL, usfl tampa Bay bandits you know i didn't didn't do good as uh, many expected didn't get a shot in the, in the NFL, but um i am glad he uh, avenged himself and you know he had a great season uh you know it's unfortunate because he i think he tried out with the uh, vikings i think um i think two months ago so um you know it's unfortunate that he's gonna sign this late because i i really think that puts him at a disadvantage in terms of uh his roster spot because um he, uh, you know, he's obviously joining the team this week. He's got, he's got one more preseason game left to prove himself. I think, uh, this Saturday against the Cardinals, he'll, he'll probably, I, I assume he'd see action. Um, but you know, they, they got, um, Jaron Hall and Nick Mullins. I think those are the two backups to, um, to Kirk Cousins on the Vikings. So I think, um, you know, it's going to be an uphill battle, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm glad he's at least getting a shot. I think, um, I think he could definitely, um, he has a shot to make the practice squad, uh, but i think um you know coming in this late it's it's definitely going to be um, a little tough for jordan but uh, you know he's he's a great player he's a great player did great with the bad hawks too um in 2020 uh before the season got shut down unfortunately but um yep,
1: yep. Uh,
2: he's had he's had shots too but you know I, i'm rooting for him i'm rooting for him
1: yeah that was my guy back when we did the xfl 2.0 and Met him a couple times. Oh uh, really? Big fan. Yeah, yeah. I've, it's a little different now that I come in through media and and do stuff a little different. But back in the XFL 2.0, I was a fan boy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm happy he's going somewhere. I know when he played at the USFL, he did pretty good, right? He had a good year. Uh, um. There. Yeah. I mean, he he um. He just sorry, didn't get picked he- up.
2: Yeah, I know. I was I was a little surprised. He, I mean, his team, the Bandits. I think they went four and six, which ah, they didn't make the playoffs. I think that was like fifth or sixth in uh, the entire league out of eight teams. But um, uh, to, yeah, I think he led the league in uh, passing yardage and passing touchdowns. I think over two thousand, which is actually better than.
1: Yeah, than, you're um, correct. You're correct. Than That's he
2: did correct. in the defenders, but I think he also threw. I think he threw 12 or 13 picks, which was a league high. So that also, you know, a little, a little uh, careless with the ball there. I think that might have, you know, cost cost his team, uh, cost his uh, cost his opportunities in the NFL because you know the NFL carries You got to be, um, got to be, uh, careful with the football. But um, uh, you know, I'm glad he's finally getting a shot. Um but yeah, he, he did do good with the bandits. Um but you know, I think definitely this year, you know, his team and and I think really he looked better uh with the defenders and uh Fred Kaiser's more I guess college system than Todd Haley's, you know, pro system. And you know, some players I guess succeed more in uh, different systems. So I think totally different systems that we're talking about here. And I think Tayamu did happen to do better in uh Fred kaiser's uh offensive scheme uh this year.
1: Yes, sir, yes, sir. I mean, I'm putting – he had 300 yards and three rushing TDs. Is that yeah, correct? Yeah, yeah.
2: I think something like that. I think,
1: yeah, something like and that. He was pretty consistent throughout the season as well as you watched oh, yeah. him. And it was a lot of feet moving. I know they all, they did a little switch between quarterback and such. Yeah. But it was pretty consistent play except for that championship game. <laughs> it was a little uh, different. Yeah. I mean, it, that, yeah. they, had
2: a, they had a rough – um. They had a rough uh first half. I think they got down they got they got down 14 nothing, I think, right? Um I th- I think their first two drives they went three and out, but I think second second half he he definitely picked it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, he did.
1: A little he bit didn't... too Go Sorry. Ahead, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, I apologize. I'm not trying to interrupt you. Go ahead.
2: Uh you Um but I think um I think second half, you know, they did pick it up as you said, but um, little bit of too little, too late there. I mean, they scored twenty six points, that, but uh, you know, defense struggled a little bit, and then um, they got outscored by the Renegades in the biggest game of the season. So you know, kind of unfortunate situation for the defenders, but you know, it happens. That's why you got to be consistent throughout the um the entire season.
1: Yes, sir. You not line. <clears throat> yeah, I know. Judging from from the play, the O line play in DC was. Awesome. Oh, yeah, I was good season. Great. Except for the last game also. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, I, I think he got sacked like uh, three times, which is I think season high. But yeah, yeah. Old line play struggled. I think I don't I don't think the rushing game got going too much either. I think Abram Smith Agreed. I I don't know if I recall correctly, so it's so many, so many uh I mean May, it's like three, two months ago, three months ago. So wow. Uh, but uh, you know, I, I think I, I they definitely struggled. I mean the defense – Really, the thing is, the defense had been struggling. I noticed that. I mean, you saw the, the loss versus the Guardians, loss, which is worst team uh, record-wise in the XFL, one and nine. There's only win for the Guardians came against the nine and one Defenders. So I found that kind of ironic. But um, you saw that it scored thirty-seven, allowed thirty-seven points against the Guardians. Um, I think they. The Renegades, even I think the Renegades when they played them in the regular season, they um they were locking them down through the first half, and then I think they went, Renegades won on like an 18-0 run in the the second second half and made it a ball game, but defenders pulled out there. But I, I do remember their defense defenders defense did struggle, you know, in that in that latter um in those latter stages. But um so it's kind of ined- inevitable that the defense would cost them a game, and unfortunately it came in the um in the championship championship game where the offense also didn't play so great.
1: Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. And just, like I said, I was a fan, so it was kind of disappointing, but then again, it is, it's hard to put up those numbers consistently all season without there being some issues, no doubt. Yeah. So I had some comments from some guys I'm going to throw up. Demarcus. Marcus is one of the contributors here with us at the podcast. He said it was a good move for the XFL to have two-year deals with these players. Them getting guys in the NFL is great, but building name recognition on teams helps the league at the same time. I mean, I agree with that, but the whole thing about it is they're they're here to develop and move on. So, So we can't really hold on to them too much. With that, we got to look at how many will come back. And that's most, if not all. I mean, and then again, we got these huge rosters to fill for the XFL. Oh, yeah. Those get cut down again come season. Then we're going to be looking at half the numbers there. So Mm -hmm. it's going to be, we're going to have the skill, no doubt. I think the, the league's going to have plenty of skill and they're going to be able to pick. Whereas before, we were kind of just taking what we could get. What do you think about that comment?
2: Um, yeah, I think, I think XFL is going to be great when it comes to talent. I mean, they got a lot of great rookies, um, and they're seemingly winning the recruiting battle over, you know, the opponent XFL. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to take sides here, but you know, uh, one guy, uh, who's, oh, Lindsey Scott. Uh, he great, great job at, uh, incarnate word, uh, quarterback of incarnate word. He did a, he was a great quarterback and he, he was drafted by both, uh, xfl and uh usfl but i recently came out that he's chosen to join the xfl roughnecks roughnecks over the um over the usfl so yeah i mean i think um you know some of the talent i think is going to get diluted but i think you know 90-man rosters um great uh that's a great choice that's a great um thing for the xfl you know because come training camp they have they have options as to who they're going to have on the uh on their teams and um I think, yeah, I think um, circling back to, um, you know, getting that name recognition, I think it's uh, very important that, you know, the league does that. So I think that they're doing a good job with that by uh, having 90-man rosters, uh, off-season rosters.
1: Understood. So I got some comments from Michael. What's up, Michael? How are you doing, man? He said, good evening. My stream is running slow today for some reason. Oh, Really? Yeah. Internet? I don't know if it's the internet. Sometimes the stream just doesn't – it has some quirks to it. But I'm getting about a three-second, four-second delay on pressing things. Oh, okay. So, here, let me try him again, see if this one – So, he said, good evening. Then he said, looks like there's going to be a 30 to 45% of player turnover from season to season. Yeah. I I can see that being very accurate. Seems accurate, yeah,
2: yeah. Going to happen, but I, I think really as the league, you know, hopefully evolves and goes, you know, becomes more experienced. We, we see year two, year three as XFL, hopefully that number kind of goes down a little bit. Uh, you know, because you know, players are, um, I guess we get more name recognition, we get more um, players, you know, staying in the league. Hopefully, we see that number go down, but yeah, um, it's it's going to be high, I think. Uh, ter- player turnover from year to year is going to be high.
1: Yeah, we got some more comments here. This is from the Mad Chatter. He says XFL needs to invest and pay some well-known QBs, and, and I, I like that idea, but I don't like the concept unless it <laughs> it, made, it made sense. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't mean, want two guys to be play, paid higher unless we're building whole teams and such around them. Yeah,
2: I think I think that I think they really have to wait for that. Um... You know, they're they as uh the rock says they're in it for the long haul. So I think really you gotta it's about a slow
1: buildup. Yes, sir, yes sir. And then he said doo, 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 try to hit these comments as we go. Mm. XFL is the premier destination for players on the cusp. They will even grab CFL. So, I mean, I agree with that too, Mad Chatter. Um, as I've yeah. said before, and people don't like it, developmental league is for development. And that means working on skills, getting game planned, getting game filmed, learning how to become an adequate player, professional player. So Agreed. I know from what I understand, talking to a lot of these guys, person to person or on the phone. Just getting the reps on film is huge for them. Getting some game time, oh, yeah. or they're actually in the game. What, what do you think, there, Aiden?
2: No, yeah, I totally agree. I think you know that's that's a reason why a lot of these guys actually go to these spring leagues. You know, get get tape because you know a lot of these a lot of these scouts, a lot of these I guess um, GMs, and you know in the NFL like to see you know tape. They like to see you know players fresh. I, th- I think you know. Coming off season in the spring definitely gives them the advantage over guys, you know, who didn't play in the spring, you know, because they're fresh. They have uh, fresh tape, I guess. So, yeah, uh, 100% what you said. Uh, agreed.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Let me take this comment off. This, this computer software is running so slow. Come on, man. All right. Let's move forward. Talk about more players. <clears throat> so, I <clears throat> highlighted three more. Man, I'm sorry I keep coughing. I highlighted three more players. They got D. Lyman. Tomasi Lalule from <laughs> he, he went to San Francisco. He's a D lineman. We'll talk about more. We'll get a brief overview of each in a minute, but I'm gonna present these three names. Then we have running back Jacquese Patrick. He went to the Titans. And then we have D Liman, Delante Scott. He went to the Atlanta Falcons. All three of these men have the opportunity to, to play here, in my opinion. Hopefully they show up and ready to show out. <clears throat> um talking about, so let's just move down the list. Tomase, uh this do you know are you familiar with him
2: uh actually um he i looked at his stats i think he had something like um he uh i think he was a, he was a starter for the renegades but yeah he um he, he he was he was a good uh key contributor on their uh d line there but I, yep. I i remember i think uh i think one of one of the games i think it might have been against i think actually i think it was an opener against the vipers he had a i think he had a pick six yeah uh, yep. on, on luis perez there so you know that I kind of remember that name, but, uh, yeah, uh Tommaso, glad he's getting the opportunity, uh, representing the XFL. Um, you know, unfortunately, you know, coming a little late here, you know, entering – we're currently in pre- uh, week two of the NFL preseason, but, you know, hopefully he gets a chance next week, uh, final week, to uh, prove himself.
1: Yep, yep. That's what yep. – looking at his stats, you know, he doesn't have too much on stats in yeah. terms of actual numbers. Mm. But I remember that play when I was looking at the list – and it was actually – it was ironic. It was from Luis Perez. They were playing the Vipers. Oh, yeah. Perez threw a pass, and dude just straight caught it off the line and took off, ran, ran a pick six. Mm-hmm. I mean, but that was and probably think, his best play of the season.
2: Yeah. I think that was actually the turning point of the game because the, Viper, the Vipers were winning, I think, 14-3 or something, and then, you know, the Renegades ended up winning that game. But yep, I yep. think uh, that pick six was a turning point for the uh, Renegades there. So,
1: it was yes, sir. cool there. <clears throat> Yeah, he had played for the 49ers before. And the previous year, he had gotten signed. I think he got released after camp. So, I mean, yeah. it's curious that they picked him back up. I guess they really do have some uses for him. In I think,
2: of- yeah, um, a lot of a lot of these pickups in training camp, you said he played on the 49ers. I think, you know, injuries, wear and tear. I think, you know, maybe many training camp bodies. And, you know, I guess he knows the playbook. You said he was exactly. on the 49ers before. So, you know, maybe, uh, you know, they're dealing with uh, – you know, injuries or setbacks, you know, a lot of, that's what a lot of these teams do go out and get them. Um, some of the guys who know the play, know the system, you know, who are on the team before and, uh, you know, who could uh, make an immediate impact or, you know, in whatever job they need to do uh, for the team.
1: Yes, sir. Love to see it. I'll say that. Yep. Let's move on. Uh, anything else on him before uh, I move yeah. on? Uh,
2: Mark said, uh sorry if I mispronounced that. uh sacked Piamu in the, XFL championship.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. Oh, there you go. Here you go, Mark. Here's some comments. I oh, forget to look guys. Yep. <laughs> Memories. Yep. <laughs> All right. Let's move on. Let's move on. Next up, let's work our way to Jaquise.
2: Jaquise. Yeah. He, um he was one of the first guys I think who signed. I remember the, I think uh May f I think May fifteenth was the day that uh XFL guys were allowed to, you know, sign with uh NFL teams. And I think Jacquees was one of the one of the first guys to uh do so. He signed with the Broncos originally though, I think. He was there for I think a month and unfortunately he got released, but uh, he uh you know, he, he did good. I think he was second in um rushing yardage uh, league wide there. Uh he was with the Viper, Tampa Bay Vipers back in twenty twenty. I think he was a top rusher there. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, I'm glad to see him getting another shot. He got cut by the uh, Broncos uh, early in the – I think earlier in training camp. But, you know, glad to see him getting picked up by the um, by the Titans. Give him a shot.
1: Yeah, I'm happy for him as well. It took him a little while to get on the board in terms of people actually watching him and, and respecting him as a player. Oh, yeah. But once he got his shot, man, he took off. He was, he was a very, very impactful player for that Brahma's offense. hmm Oh,
2: yeah. Yep. Yeah. He was he was he was fun to watch and um you know he was he was, he was I remember him I remember watching him you know back in twenty twenty with the Vi- uh, Tampa Bay vipers he was, you know vipers weren't very uh very great back in twenty twenty, but he was one of the bright spots, man. I remember they just keep giving him the ball and he'd you know he'd break off for four or five yards of carry and he'd he'd do some good stuff.
1: So somebody Mike said Patrick signed a two year deal. Oh wow,
2: yeah, good great for him. Great for him. He, great. He, he certainly deserves
1: it. Agreed, agreed. And I got some other Brahms fans jumping in. What's up, Jackie? The podcast.
2: Yeah, glad to, glad to see him get another shot.
1: Me too. Me too. Super good, and I think they're in the Titans. Even though they need a lot more players. <laughs> He'll be a good addition there. Yeah. I, I bet he'll yeah. get some action. He won't be a main piece, but he'll definitely yeah. be involved and be some Eric action.
2: here said he'll be a solid backup for Henry. That's right. I'm, i mean, I, I don't think there's any uh overcoming Derek Henry on the depth chart, but I think you could great second he could be a great second stringer.
1: For sure, for sure. And it's just one injury away from from kicking yeah, out the butt and right. taking names, you know. Mm-hmm. That's the thing about the Titans. I, I like the Titans myself. They were probably my second team, but they need to, they need some O linemen. Bad. <laughs> real bad. Real, real bad. <clears throat> All right. Let's move on to the last guy we got we're going to talk about. And that is, where'd he go? There he is. Delonte Scott. Delonte Scott. D um,
2: bra I mean, as I said, Brahmas is- are you know, didn't have the best record, but they had a great defense. He was uh one of those contributors. I think he had close to forty tackles uh on that defensive line for the um for the Brahmins this season. So glad you know glad to see him getting a shot with the uh with uh there you go. Thirty six tackles, uh seven and a half sacks. That's impre- Was he was he the was he close to being the sack leader or was he the sack leader? I think um I think seven and a half.
1: I'd have to research it honestly, but yeah, it, it, there was a few of them that were close. I know yeah,
2: seven and a half. That's that's um that's impressive there. Yeah, glad to see him getting a shot. Thirty six tackles. That's great. You know, off the def- defensive line, and one of the he was also one of the key pieces on the um Brahmas defense, which which was great. I think the Brahmas defense played great throughout the season. Um, you know, offensively they had they had their, they had their ups and downs, but I think Bra- um defensively, I think the Brahmas uh, definitely their strong suit. On um, the 2020, uh, 2020, 2023 season, I think that's something they'll uh build off of going into 2024. But yeah, glad, glad to see uh
1: Delante getting a shot. Yeah, I think he'll be busy as well. The Falcons, they've got a whole squad of XFL players. Oh, yeah, so that, that should be a team to watch. And I mean, a lot of us are rooting right now for Heineke to take that starting job just to be able to watch him weekly. Yeah.
2: I remember watching him playoffs, I think 2021, he, he stepped up in the playoffs for the, for the uh, commanders, I think against the Buccaneers and they came close, but he, he, he did great. Uh, I think uh, the starting quarterback for the commanders went down. So Heineke stepped in and he, he did a good job. He did a good job.
1: Yes, sir. Yeah. I look forward to watching that Falcons team and I'm a Saints fan. So, that's a that's a big statement coming from me honestly (laughs) yeah
2: unofficial uh unofficial xf uh unofficial pipeline of the of the nfl the the uh uh, of the falcons the xfl i got
1: you i understand (laughs) we'll take it we'll take it yeah yeah it's got to be better than what they did last year right (laughs) yeah (laughs) all right all right let's do one more comment then we're gonna move on, man. Number Fifteen. Yeah, Jackie said that's her boy. <laughs> These, are, she's from the Horns Forward podcast. I don't know if you've checked it out before. This light I got is going crazy. Technology oh, is not liking me. Yeah, she, she, they do the Brahmas. They're really big in fan engagement fundraising, <clears throat> different shows. They're, they're pretty active. Check it out sometime if you get bored. It, it's a mm. good one to watch for, for all things Brahma's and XFL. Gotcha, gotcha. Alright, let's move on. So, next up, let's talk a little bit about the 2023 season. Now, basically, I just want to ask your opinion, engage your thoughts. So, there really isn't a wrong answer on some of this stuff, man. Really just, like I said, trying to to gauge your thoughts and, and see exactly what you think. So just starting from the bat, in terms of fan engagement, uh, being active with fans, social media, ticket sales, marketing, how, how do you feel the 2023 season went? Um, I think, you know, a lot of people want to go out and
2: compare it to the – 2020 season, which I think, unfortunately, uh, which was better. Uh, there's no sugarcoating that. But I think, uh, you know, really in terms of the um, financials, you know, XFL obviously was way more conservative um, financially uh, in 2023. So I think obviously, you know, the I guess the product is not going to be um, as close as it uh, would have been to the uh, 2020 XFL where Vince McMahon spent a couple what is it, a quarter of a billion dollars through five weeks? So, um, but you know, you, you had the Battle Hawks who had you know thirty thousand fans consistently. Uh, the Defenders uh, worked their way up there with um with attendance second best in the league, but they worked their, their way up there. They sold out their last two games of the season. Um, I think uh, Brahma's you know they, they saw twenty four thousand, which is the best um, best uh, attendance excluding the um the, uh, the battle Hawks. And then, you know, the championship, you know, promise weren't even playing. They bought take what, so uh, more than 20,000, I think 22,000 might've been, they bought 22,000, uh, 22,000 fans there for that neutral, uh, that neutral site game. Um, I think, you know, I, th- I think, um, you know, ownership, uh, you know, the rock uh, Danny Garcia, they've said they're, they're working to, um to build, uh, to learn from their mistakes and build off their original season. I think they'll do just that. Um, Hopefully because you know a lot of people are saying this upcoming season's gonna be make or break, but i think um i th- I think it will be too I think we really need to see um more more um local fan engagement we 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 didn't see, we didn't quite see that as uh as much as you'd expect in the original uh in the twenty twenty three season but i think uh if they could ramp that up because they got great they have great uh fan bases to build on uh it's all there, so really just you gotta tap into those fan fan bases and i think um we uh we we see the league build off that, and I think they're in a they're in a great spot.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, I just wanted to gauge your opinion. <clears throat> uh, coming from different markets, I mean, you're on a whole different side of the United States. I didn't know if did you as a person did you know about the XFL as a media, or did you actually hear about it as a fan? I, I heard about
2: it as a fan. Yeah, I I watched it back in 2020. Not not to the extent that I uh. Cover it now, but I, I watched it back in 2020, and I, I followed XFL on social since. You know, I was excited when The Rock announced he was buying it, and Danny Garcia. Uh, and you know, I've been following it since, and um, you know, yeah. So I, I really just been following it since uh, 2020. I know I know a lot of people saying you know who watched it in 2020 saying they uh, they didn't know it was back. So that that's a that's a bit of an issue. But um, you know, I I've stuck with it since 2020. You know, and uh, yeah.
1: Gotcha. you, gotcha. Just wanted to gauge it out. Like I said, yeah. nothing wrong or right here. <clears throat> you being younger as well. I'm, I, I'm just curious. You know, if, if it was something that you were keeping up with yourself personally, or if you heard uh, an ad or a friend or, or something. So, but if you're plugged into socials and you know your football, you're gonna hear about things pretty quickly. Yeah,
2: I mean, yeah, I got into the 2020 XFL. I think I was just flipping through the channels and I think, um, the original game, I think it was defenders versus dragons. Uh, now they're the sea dragons, but back in 2020, they were just the Seattle dragons, which I personally liked, uh, much better. But, um, anyway, I think it was on ES, series B on one of those two, but I was flipping through channels and I, I saw, um, defenders versus dragons. And it was like, Oh, more football in the spring. That's great. So, you know, I tuned in and then, you know, I've been a fan since, you know, and, uh, uh, much more now than, I, than I was, uh, three years ago but uh yeah i'm glad um i'm glad the league's back and um you know unfortunately not not a lot of are not not a lot i wouldn't say that but um there are you know some fans who don't even who haven't even known the league's back um but uh, i think um it's it's great that they that they are back and uh, i've been following them since that's that's my that's my story with the league
1: understood what do you think about gameplay last year how did that go Uh,
2: I I think it got better exponentially better as the uh, as the se- season went on. I think um, what was it? I think um, yeah, it definitely got better. I remember um, Guardians versus Defenders Week Six. That was that was a great game, great offensive game. I thought. I thought you saw some great action there between the worst team and the best team. The worst team ended up winning, but I think um, the the quality quality of play just improved exponentially. Playoffs were great to watch. wasn't competitive. I uh, wasn't too competitive with the, with the scoring, I think. But you know, it was great football. Uh, the Renegades, you know, Luis, Luis Perez and the Renegades were were great. He really he really uh, upped their offense. He he made them look much better offensively, and I think uh, that really helped the quality of play there uh, in the in the um, in the playoffs and the championship. But I think, um, you know, all the, all the, the guardians, even they improved, through, uh, throughout the season. Uh, as we know, in the battle Hawks, they, they were great. Agent McCarran, great quarterback, uh, Ben Danucci, you know, he was a little careless with the football, but, uh, you know, he had a great core of receivers, um, great, great offense. Fun to watch that, uh, um, that, uh, offense under, um, that, uh, that's Sea dragons offense, that run and, run and shoot, uh, Running shoot scheme that was fun to watch. Um, no doubt, defenders, no doubt. obviously, as I said, but uh, it was it was it was great to <clears> watch. <throat> June June Jones, offensive coordinator, of the of the Sea uh, Dragons. Great to watch his offense. Great to watch. Um, yeah, and as I said, just the uh, quality of play just improved exponentially uh, throughout the season. That, in my opinion, I think a lot of I think a lot of fans would agree. Um, obviously, it'll happen as uh, you go and develop that chemistry uh, with time.
1: Yep. Yep. I just wanted to see what you thought, man. You have a unique perspective. You're a fan. You're media, and honestly, you're some of the younger generation. So, it, it's unique perspective for sure. Yeah. What do you think? What? Give me a couple of highlights or some positives. Something that you really, really struck home with you. Whether it be the, the kickoff or the Rock and Danny coming to gaming, mean, What? What? What sticks out to you that makes it seem successful compared to the highlights?
2: Run? All five of the home battlehouse games. I think you know it was it was great seeing that thirty uh, you know full 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 uh, lower deck and even some of the upper deck. Um, it was great you know watch football you know with a, with a lot of fans there. Defenders too. They had eighteen thousand uh, capacity crowd there. But um, I think I think um, the the championship was fun to watch too. Um, but honestly, my favorite game earlier in the season, I, I'm gonna have to go with uh, that Battlehawks versus um versus um Brahma's game. First week week one, we saw um, you know, twenty four thousand fans in attendance at the Alamo Dome, you know, uh first week of the XFL, I think it was it was a Sunday. And uh, you know, it was really great. You know it was a little shaky there in the first three quarters, but then you know, Battlehawks, uh, AJ McCarron manufactured that, I think. Two possession comeback in the fourth quarter it was awesome to watch. That's you know that's one of the more underrated games from the season. I think people don't talk about it because how, how boring it was uh, from the first for the first three quarters. For those who are uh, big offensive fans, but I think that was great. I think as I said, Guardians versus defenders. You know, thirty seven thirty six. I think that was a great game too, uh, to watch for uh, offensive fans. Um, let's see. I think both of the defenders versus Battle Hawks games. Uh, you know, I think. Um, Week three, they played the Battle Hawks um, at home. The Defenders the Battle at home. I think it was 28 twenty-eight twenty. Defenders won. And then um, week five, I think uh, Abram Smith's coming out party. He had like two hundred yards. I think it was. I, I don't know the final score exactly, but I don't know the Defenders won. Uh, one position game came out. Came down to the wire. But you know, it was, it was those two games. That that um that series was was fun to watch, especially you know you know with a with a great crowd in attendance. That was also the game. Uh, I think week three of the game, they unbanned the beer snake. So you know fans fans were excited
1: for um for that
2: in attendance.
1: <laughs> yeah, the beer snake became the face of DC at yeah, that point. Yeah. And that, that game, the second meeting that you discussed just then, that was really where you heard a lot of fan fan uh feedback, I guess you can say, constructive criticism. Um besides that and the the playoff system. I know that's one thing I've heard a lot of complaints about. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah, people. I mean,
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then they ended up winning the thing, and then people complained that a uh, you have a four and six team winning your championship. Yeah. And yeah, but and I, the renegades, renegades, I, they played like a like a playoff team in the in the playoffs. Not so much during the regular season, but you know they they looked like they uh they looked like they deserved to be there in, in the playoffs. So. Uh, under Luis Perez. Um, they did a great job, you know, uh,
1: in the home stretch. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> you won't hear me complain about, about who won or whatnot. It was nice to see an underdog come through and win, I know. Yeah. I enjoyed yeah. it, and I was there in person. And, I mean, they played better. What do you, there was no controversial calls. There was no bad officiating. The the Renegades just played better. So, mhm. All right. Let's agreed. Roll. agreed. So last thing I want to ask you, any improvements? Anything you can say that can be improved from that season? I mean, it doesn't have to you don't have to do twenty things. Just pick one thing that you think should be improved and roll with it. To hear your um you know, um
2: Let's see. I mean, I think the quality of play towards the end of the season was great. Um, but I think really just you know, you have a great product, you really got to sell that to fans. Um, you know, unfortunately, um, TV ratings. You know, a lot of people like to talk about that as an indicator of how well the league is doing. Um, I think you know, I think really you get that. You know, just uh, increasing your advertising. You know, tapping into those uh local markets there. I think really, I'll say tapping into local markets. That's really, I think where we need to see um improvement from the XFL. And I think um I think uh the owners have acknowledged that they need to uh, do a better job with advertising in general. And I think hopefully we'll see that for 2024 because they have a great product on the field, fun to watch. And I think uh really about um getting the fans to uh give it a chance.
1: Yes sir, yes sir. Yeah. Like that's something I, I have said in, in comparison is A lot of the fans that were here are still here, and that's the ones that were repping the XFL, supporting it, attending games, watching on TV. We got to get the word out for other people to watch. We got to get some marketing for the new fans, for the people that doubt the XFL, for the people that, well, it's not professional because it's not NFL. Those are the people that we got to start changing their minds because they got to take it serious and Mm -hmm. I think a lot of that comes from just being around and we've, I've discussed this with numerous people, you know, once they have some shelf life and they've actually got some time that they've built up, I think we'll be fine on that. That'll just come, but I agree with you.
2: Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, time too, as you said, you know, fans league shut down twice after one season, uh yeah twice i'll say twice after one season so you know gotta build that trust loyalty uh from the fans i think that's a big part of it too so yeah
1: yeah and the xfl fans are super loyal they're they're a different type of fan
2: you know yeah you, you have your super fans i think it's really about establishing you know that casual fan base uh you know a lot of a lot of those um a lot of those casual football watchers, I think it's really important that you try to, you know, get in, lure to uh, becoming fans of the XFL.
1: Yes, sir. Agreed 100%. In terms of the 2024 season, what what's your outlook? What do you think the, the differences or changes will be made going forward?
2: Uh, I think it's um, – I think we'll see all eight of the same teams. I know there were rumors earlier this summer that the Wildcats would – um would come back, but really, I, I mean, I, I sent that original tweet out, but you know, I, I didn't really put much context there that context there that, you know, it was, it was just a trademark to, um, to reserve the, uh, the rights per se of the, uh, of the team name. But I think eventually we'll definitely see the Wildcats down the line, but, um, well, we'll see all eight of the same teams. I think, um, you know, we might see, um, I think we're going to, we might see the Roughnecks Knicks, though, relocate, um, in market, um, you know, we 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 got word from the league on that due to uh, renovations at TD ECU. Um, what else? Uh, Vipers. You know, I think uh, overall, I think with putting out season tickets for six of the eight teams, I think that's that's a great move. You know, I, I don't I don't know how they're doing with uh, sales right as of now, but I think I think it's really a great move. You know, because last year they they season tickets season tickets for the Vipers came out like a week before the season even. Mm-hmm. Or single games tickets, something like that. Either way, that's I think that was a problem. Overall, t- I think tickets came out like a month before the season started. Yep. And you know, if you want to call yourself a professional league, I think you you really got to be on top of that stuff. So I like the I, I like the league putting out um season tickets uh, this early, and then I think we'll see um single game tickets probably. You know, hopefully. Actually, I think probably by the end of uh, twenty twenty three. So you give fans time to plan, to uh, and to buy tickets. You know, get get the get the word out. You know.
1: Yep. Yep. Make it where you can buy them as Christmas gifts. Yep. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> I know just from the XFL shop. Just right now, they're running a sale. I think it's like three items get so many percent off. That, so what? I think I think still be. I'll pull it up real quick.
2: Is that the back to school? I, I see yeah, that yeah. on the
1: socials. Yeah. Um. But I think they're, they're, I think that means that they're going to pursue stuff like that. They realize that it is in the scope and means of what's going on. Let's see mm-hmm. if this is on their site. Da, da, da. Yeah, here it is. Let me share. Because I'm doing a t shirt giveaway on the show next week. Oh, really? And, um, like, this is actually going to save money for me, for sure. So, it all worked out yeah. great. So, 40% off when you buy three-plus items from our back-to-school collection. Oh. <clears throat> so, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I mean, it's, uh, I've got a few of these shirts myself, and I've paid $32, I think, with shipping and taxes, something like that, for one yeah. item. So, 40% yeah. off.
2: I think that, they, yeah, they've, they've been doing a lot of promotions with these... um. With these X level shop items, right? They did one for um Fourth of July or summer. Yep, yep. Right. I mean, I'm glad. I'm glad to see it. I'm glad to see it.
1: Yeah, same here, man. I think it's good, and just shows they're actually still trying to keep the engagement and not yep. just giving up on what's going on. Yeah. Agreed. As we go forward.
2: Yeah, really. I think key is you know. Building off the momentum from the end of the 2023 season, you know, staying active on socials, which you know, yep. the social team has done a great job at. You know, I see tweets every day from you know all the all the individual social media teams, so that that's great. Uh, yeah, just building off that momentum from the 2023 season, um, continuing that. So uh, yeah, I think I think that's going to be really important uh, for 2024.
1: Yes, sir. Agreed. So we got your take on the twenty four, twenty twenty four season as well as the twenty twenty three season. We have talked about some XFL the NFL players, and I mean, basically, we've just kind of discussed what your stance was on everything and, and how yeah. you felt. Anything XFL or, or related? Before we move on to just asking some more questions about you Thanks. and getting to know you, um,
2: you know, I, 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 um, I, I think, I think the league's in a great spot. You know, people say, you know. Lost sixty million dollars. That's that's nothing compared to what the XFL twenty twenty lost. But you know you you got you got to got to spend money. A lot of people say this, but you got to spend money to um to make money really. And I think that's what leagues doing. I think we're gonna we're gonna see um we're I think we're gonna see some really great improvement in twenty twenty four. What, what was I think they said? League said I think Forbes article said this. They said a hundred million dollar um. I think revenue threshold for 2024. So I don't know what happens if they don't hit that. But you know, I think you know 100 100 million dollars. That's a that's a big amount. So I think the league has big expectations. I I I have big expectations. I think a lot of fans do for uh, for the 2024 season. I'm looking forward looking forward to it.
1: Yeah, agreed, agreed. Let's just not have any more pandemics. That'll be yeah. great. That's yeah, that, not gonna. Win. Yeah, that'll Hopefully definitely make things a little better for us all. <laughs> i don't want to deal with that again <laughs> but yeah man let's yeah, move I mean, on bro let's yeah. ask some more about you i want to know more about you now okay. so you're 16 you're an author you're right you're a content creator you're still in high school right mm-hmm. so tell me what i mean just give me some more info on your background let me tell me more about yourself what what do you like, tell me, what do you do? Like, what's your hobbies? What, how do you, how did you get here to this position? Yeah.
2: Um, so I'm, as I said, I said earlier, um, I'm just going, going to be a senior in high school. Um, I actually never played football in my life. I actually run track, uh, for my high school, uh, high school team. But, um, yeah, I, uh, started watching the XFL in 2020. As I said, I know the, um, I know the AAF in 2019 was. Um, I didn't watch that, unfortunately. I, I just never really attracted me like the XFL did. But I, I, I did pay attention a little bit. But XFL 2020, really, when I started getting into this uh, alternate football here, and then you know I watched the USFL in 20, 2022 last year. You know, it was great. It was great. It was great filler for the uh, XFL. I'm not saying it's a filler. Actually, you know, I, I um, I'm a fan equally of the USFL as I am to the XFL. But, Same. um yeah, it's, it's great to have two leagues, you know, football year long. Um, but, yeah, I also cover the USFL uh, gotcha. to an extent on my Twitter uh, at USFL Center. Um, but, yeah, I think I try to, you know, be balanced with my coverage there in terms of uh, favoring leagues. But I, I, I like them equally, giving the players the opportunity to live out their dream, uh, getting them taped, giving them uh, chances to go to the NFL. Uh, I think quality of playing both leagues is great. Um, so yeah, I've been a fan of both. Um, I started covering the XFL and USFL actually last, last summer, I think I created my Twitter accounts. And then as I said, in the preseason, I reached out to, uh, Mark Nelson of XFL board, started writing, uh, preseason articles for the DC defenders. And that's kind of continued into, uh, that's, that's where we
1: are today. Gotcha. So I had a question too, from Mike, hold on, let's see. He said, "How do your friends feel about the NFL?" Uh,
2: um, so, you know, I've, I've I've tried to get them into it. Um, you know, I've tried to talk about it, but I I don't think they're um, they're clearly not as into it as me. But um, you know, I they watch it sometimes, but yeah, I think they're definitely more casual fans as to me. You know, I'm covering the league on a, on a daily basis, but I, they they watch it. Um, we talk about it sometimes, but um, you know, only some of them, and they're um, you know not not obviously not as a diehard fan as i am and yes i'll say that more casual more casual fans
1: understood now that's what i was going to ask you do do people know that you do this that you cover on the side i mean it's because coming into it dude i didn't know anything about you i didn't know i couldn't find any info on you so that's really yeah Um, yeah
2: yeah, well, um, yeah. I, I guess it's hard to find info on me when my uh, <laughs> when my uh, Twitter's at XFL Center nothing nothing with me. I mean, I guess on XFL board it says you know whenever I publish articles it says by Aiden Burke. But uh, yeah, my friends do know I cover it, um, um, cover the XFL. But uh, yeah, um, yeah. That's what I'll that's what I'll say.
1: Yes, sir. No worries. I was sharing your Twitter there. I know. I've personally, I've used some of your tweets and your information yeah, yeah. along the way. This thing is not there. It goes cool. Uh, along the way, I've shared some. So, is it loaded up now? Did it? Is it yeah. load up finally? Dude. Yeah. So, I've used a lot of your tweets along the way. I know, just yeah. for info, just to get you going. Um, I've shared a lot. I've took a lot of this stuff on Facebook because when I started, it was a lot of Facebook stuff. So I've took a lot of things and transferred them over, but I always took screenshots of whoever, of whatever party and just transferred that over. But it's super cool to put a face on the name XFL center. Cause Mm -hmm. like I said, I always wondered who it was.
2: Yeah. Uh, Greg parks there. He does great, great coverage. I I retweet a lot of his tweets, especially this past week. I've been on vacation. So I haven't been able to, you know, cover it to the extent that I usually do. But yeah, Greg Parks uh does a great job. I think that's ML football. He he's like on top of um he has like eighty thousand followers, but yeah, he's on top of a lot of these yeah. XFL the NFL, USFL the NFL signings. Uh, so so he, yeah, use a lot of his content there. Uh yeah, I mean it's 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 a lot. It's a lot, you know, it's been a busy off season, busy off season.
1: Do you work with anybody else in terms of um other podcasts or media stuff, or is it just XFL board? And just
2: XFL person? board and my, I guess my Twitter's gotcha. in terms of uh media and uh journalism, I guess you want to call it.
1: Understood. So <clears throat> see, I mean, you basically already answered this, but what attracted you to the XFL? What made you want to pursue it? And yeah. Yeah. Just make it um, a thing.
2: Never played football in my life, but I, I've always been a big football fan. Um, XFL, you know, I, I saw back in 2020 that more football in the spring it was like, wow, this is great. You know, the, ga- the games, the games were great. The atmospheres were great. And, you know, that, that's just uh, transpired into, you know, what I do now. And really, um, there was there was an opportunity for me to, you know, start covering the league. You know, I could I could build my my um, I guess my following with the league, you know. So I, I think it's great. I've met some great people, you know. Uh, th- through this, and it's just been a great uh, experience overall. And I'm, I'm glad I'm doing this. Really, uh, yeah, really, it's great, great
1: experience. You, you need to attend a game next year if you can. Definitely as media, yeah, totally. Because you'll, you'll really like that, dude. It's that's what sucked me in the most, to be honest with you.
2: Oh, really? Yeah. Um, hopefully, defenders one, one day, at least yeah. one game I can get to because you know we're, I don't think we're getting the guard. We're, we're definitely. definitely actually not getting the guard Uh new york any new york team hope maybe 2025 but uh for now i guess it'll be uh the defenders if i have any hope of going to any xfl games in 2024
1: that's a good one to go to bro Yeah, yeah it could be worse believe me so that's not a bad one yeah uh here so being a student how, how do you keep up with everything what how, how do you focus on school xfl your own sports your own yeah. personal life like tell us what what's your process
2: yeah i mean it's summer right now so i've i've been able to, you know really devote to this stuff but during the school year i mean it is rough especially you know when i'm uh, i um i run track do cross country so that that's definitely that definitely has uh impacted me but um yeah, it's it's difficult. I'll say because you know, um, you feel like you're not honest you're not on, um, you're not as on top of everything because you know you're you're focusing on school. You got seven hours of school. You got homework. You got extracurriculars. You got to do this. Uh, really only the weekends are, are my time to catch up because during the during the week, uh, I'm coming off my junior year. It was uh during the weeks, uh, it's it's tough with uh you know schoolwork um and everything. But you know I, I try my best. I really do. But uh, summer's given me a great chance to, you know, really. um, I feel like this summer I've really improved my coverage and gotten more into the, you know, the, uh, these two, uh, the, these spring leagues
1: and um, covering them. That's a good lead in for my next question. What's the biggest goals you have when covering or reporting? What, what's some stuff that, you know, you make sure you want to highlight or not highlight when covering a sport?
2: Yeah. I mean, um, I want to, I want to try to be, um, you know, informative and I want to try to be, um, you know, uh, non-biased, I guess. Um, I try, I try to, you know, I try to, you know, always um, uh, be on top of my, uh, my, uh, my reporting, my, uh, my content. I try to make sure, you know, any sources are uh, reliable, you know, Um, I want to, I want to be as uh, detailed as I can when I write my articles in a, in a timely manner. Um, I feel like I've improved with that with time. I think I've written like 50 articles for XFL board since wow. January. So, um, you know, I'm just trying to, you know, improve to, um, meet as many people as I can try to, um, try to improve my, uh, journalism skills as I, uh, as I continue to do this, um, you know, want to be accurate, obviously Um want to be non-biased as I said. Oh uh, yeah. I really just want to, you know, give information to fans that's accurate and, um, you know, reliable. I guess is the word that sums it all. Uh, sums it all together. Reliable, reliable. I want to provide reliable information for uh, everyone who sees my content. So,
1: it's a valuable, valuable trait. And yeah, I know grown men that can't do what you're saying right now. So, <laughs> congrats, <laughs> brother. You should have a Thank successful you. career no matter what you end up picking. Cause- yeah, yeah. You, Thank you. What you what you want and what you want to accomplish is fair and, and accurate journalism and mm-hmm. it's greatly needed in today's society. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, yeah. But Yeah, man. In terms of school, I mean, XFL is going to kick up, what, February, we'll have playoffs, championship, April, May. Yeah. So now, it You're, you're going to be graduating, right? So you're going to be yeah. a busy, busy man. Mm -hmm. yep
2: i mean even we're gonna see we're gonna have two more two more big drafts i mean we've had these mini drafts with like uh rights drafts whatever you want to call them but we're gonna see uh people are saying you know uh training camp drafts if you want to call it that i think in october for uh guys who were uh cut from the uh nfl uh with the deadline coming up and then we'll see a supplemental draft um in december so yeah i mean it's gonna be busy all year round i think uh you know the activity in the XFL is only going to ramp, ramp up, and ramp up. Believe it or not, I think right now we're we're really in a in a in a quiet zone. You know, and it, oh, and it's been true. pretty busy. But I think it's only get more more and more busy. You know, you know, I'll do my best to stay on top of it when uh when I start school.
1: <laughs> I was just curious, man. I used to be a teacher and a coach back in the day. Oh, really? Yeah. So I know, just judging from an athlete standpoint, if you play a sport and your academic slightly you're pretty busy in school you don't have a lot of free time by the time you get home you're probably wore out exactly the dedication is there so good stuff man much respect to you thank you thank you so i just got a couple more questions and i'll let you go i appreciate you talking with me man it's been over an hour i know i told you 30 to 60 minutes originally so we're almost there (laughs) (laughs) what so we had i talked to you about 2024 but where do you see the XFL evolving in two years? And I've asked this question to two or three different individuals amongst the media crew, uh, fans. What what do you where do you see that us being in this twenty twenty five year? Twenty twenty five. Well, I think we got to you know really focus
2: on 2024 for us one year at a time. But twenty twenty five, you know, um, people have said there there are plans to expand. Um, I don't know how uh, credible uh, this um, this information is, but that. I think uh, the league i th- I think really the league um I think the league will uh probably will expand actually um, I think you know wildcats which we saw um, information we got information on earlier this month I think and then um I think we'll probably see expansion maybe to 10 or twelve teams I'm not I'm not um, take it with a um I'm not I'm not saying we will see it I'm just thinking I'm just saying what I think will happen uh, based on um, what I what I've you know kind of what i've heard but i think um i think we'll see expansion in 2025 uh, if if we make it there hopefully but uh i think uh hopefully by then too you know we, we get a bigger fan base uh, leagues you know starting to um starting to build momentum, yeah, it's building momentum. But hopefully, you know, it's continuing to uh, grow and evolve. I think we've we've seen that through the first season, but I think it's going to continue to grow and evolve. And with that, we'll see more teams. We'll see uh, hopefully attracting better talent. You know, I I think um Philip Lindsay, who joined the um the Sea Dragons in um late in the twenty twenty three season, that was that was a big acquisition. I mean, he was he was great for the Broncos. He was undrafted, but he, he did some he did some good things. He was a it was a starter. So I'm, I think, uh, the league will just continue to, to evolve. Hopefully with that, you know, you get attention from, you know, bigger players who decide they want to, you know, they want to get tape from the league. They want, they want to, um, they want to go there to prove why they're ready to be the NFL.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you're correct in that as well. Uh, hopefully we see more, more amongst just all spring leagues working together. That'd be cool on my end, but, Yeah, I agree. 2024 has to happen before 2025. Yeah, one year at a time. Yeah, people like to get ahead of themselves, but as we know with this stuff, it's one year at a time. (laughs) Take it easy. Let's get a successful season again under our belt and make some money, and then we'll be ready to roll and expand and do whatever Fancy new stuff That's out there
2: Yeah yeah I think eventually You know hopefully When we get there We'll see You know we'll see Expansion obviously We'll probably see These teams auction off Or sold off to owners You know and that'll That'll definitely help out The um, you know the league With that and that's That'll obviously be A monumental point For the league You know you have Ownership uh, for each Individual team Not just one uh, Corporation and the XFL You know owning All of these eight teams But I, I don't think We'll see that for At least maybe uh, Five years that's uh
1: yeah, 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 I'd, yeah, I'd say three to five myself from, you know, from 2024. I agree with you. Yeah, it, yeah. it would change the dynamics of a lot of things if we had team ownership. It would oh, yeah. in, in terms yeah. of roster moves, pickups, trade. I mean, we'd see a lot of different stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, good take. Yeah. Good takes. What in terms of you, what's your plans for the future, man? Are you are you planning on pursuing media?
2: I, I think so. Yeah, sports journalism. You know, I'm just now starting to apply to colleges, all for you know journalism communications. Uh, but yeah, I think um, journalism is the path I do want to head into. Uh, uh, you know, in my future, as uh, as I've done, you know, this past year with the uh, with sports, uh, XFL, USFL, all that.
1: Gotcha. What what do you do? You foresee yourself writing about just football or, or other sports as well?
2: You know, I really don't know. I, I mean, I, I like I, th- I think football is my favorite sport, probably to you know to watch. But uh, you know, I I used to play baseball actually, and used to play basketball. I, you know, I watch college basketball, watch uh, NBA, watch uh watch baseball. So yeah, I mean, I love to write about, about either sport. But you know, so far for me at least, it's been mainly football you know, in terms of uh writing and <clears> journalism.
1: Gotcha. I mean, like I said, dude, the fact that you're 16 and you're doing what you're doing, it puts a huge, huge leap up compared to anybody else your age or surrounding. You keep doing what you're doing. You can be riding somewhere while in college and be making decent money. So keep up the grind, bro. I've I've read your work numerous times. And like I said, once I found out you were 16, it kind of made my jaw drop because I did not see that coming. So appreciate it. Yeah, and I've I've seen Aiden Burke many a times on the XFL board because I read a lot of their stuff. They share yeah. my stuff on there. We're we're a partner. Mm-hmm. And it just blew my mind, man. So <laughs> I'm really happy for you as a young man and teenager. I feel like you're gonna be very successful. Just keep grinding. It's gonna take time, but you're yeah, you're gonna be yeah. somewhere good soon. Trust the process. Always. Yep. <laughs> In in terms of future projects, is there anything that you want people to know about? Anything you may be working on in terms of a uh, next document you're writing or anything like that?
2: And, um, I mean, I'll continue to write about, you know, defenders, the XFL and XFL board. I plan to stay there. They've been great. Um uh Mark Nelson, Greg's parts, Greg Parks, they're all they're all great guys yes, over at uh, XFL board. I, I know they gave me a shout out uh when you had them on, I think the first episode. But yep. uh yeah, they're great. Mark's been great. Um yeah, so I'm just gonna keep plan is uh keep my head down, keep writing for the defenders. Um, you know, we're gonna have some, you know, the two drafts, you know, and then before we know what the season will be here, I'll keep uh keep writing about the defenders and uh, the XFL. Hopefully the league's around for a long time. So we could uh we keep having these conversations, keep uh I could keep writing, you could keep uh producing content and uh yeah, really just continuing on the XFL.
1: Yes, sir, yes sir. Yeah, I'll be here. No doubt. And you're always welcome on the show, Aiden man. Don't don't if you have something you want to present or something that you feel like it's worth, come on. If you want to discuss things, come on. Whenever the season hits, I plan on this show being a lot more interactive with actual game stuff instead of oh, yeah, interviews yeah. and stuff. I think yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. Off season. It's a slow period, but yeah, no, yeah. I mean, obviously we're, we're even getting closer, you know, October, I think we'll probably see schedule leave, schedule leave soon. Um soon. That's going to be a talking point, you know, uh, roster expansion in 90. So I think most teams are between 70 and 80. So that there's a good amount of uh, spots to fill there. So we'll see, we'll see a lot of, a lot of off season c- content, just continue to ramp up and then, um, you know, preseason training camp, then we'll be at the season before we know it february
1: yep and we're ready and that's what's i mean how does it feel being one of the youngest content creators amongst the the xfl community how does it make you feel man
2: <laughs> feels great feels great i mean I'm, I'm glad i'm glad to be doing what i'm doing i, I recently reached a uh, thousand followers on xfl center i'm up to uh 50 articles on xfl or i think close to 50 i think i might be like 48 49 uh something like that but you know i'm just grateful you know i, I have the uh, opportunity to cover a great league with xfl and the usfl um on usfl center so yeah i, I mean it feels great it's uh i'm privileged to to cover the all, all, fo- all football and be um be a part of this community
1: yeah you're definitely a face of the community and, and a source for information so keep up what you're doing man keep a mature head keep working but i look forward to getting with you more and us, us discussing some football and then trying to you know even like roundtable events where we have the yeah. xfl board crew come on and such you know all those things are going to be great collaborations so but look forward to the future with you and and anybody else who wants to join in all right appreciate good. you coming on tonight aiden yeah thanks uh, for having me xfl center on twitter aiden burke Aiden, if you could just share your socials, anything you want people to know, because it is an audio podcast also um, that gets released tomorrow.
2: Yeah, uh, at XFL Center on Twitter and at USFL Center also on Twitter. Those are mainly the only two I have on social media. And then obviously I write articles on XFL board as under the uh, the name Aiden Burke. So.
1: Yes, sir. I'll have all your links on the notes so it's easy. You can click it and roll. Um, no worries so should have everything there that you need uh, appreciate you again coming on dude like i said if you, you you end up interested and want to come on again just contact me uh, yeah, anytime
2: certainly certainly uh, thanks for having me man uh matthew have a have a good night
1: you too brother be safe and, and enjoy your weekend or your week lord it's sunday. Uh, yeah
2: sunday night yeah i still got a few more weeks of uh of break though to enjoy though there you the go
1: There you go. Live it up, brother. Take it easy.
2: All right. Thank you. Have a good one.
1: Be good now. All right. Appreciate Aiden for coming on tonight. Great guest. I mean, the guests that have come on this past month. Starting with Mark and the XFL board crew leading all the way to Aiden. Everybody's great been great conversations every time we have this i leave with more than what i came in with so appreciate it guys this is solid solid content all right next up i'm going to stream the interview with mike Guardiola. he is the editor-in-chief for the podcast me and him spoke about a week ago Uh, we had a meeting then we had a little intro pre-recorded session where we just got to know him a little bit more and asked him some questions nothing major so I'll stream that, and then the show will be over following that. So, as normal, I want to say thanks to the XFL. Appreciate you letting me cover, use some of your content, as well as being a credentialed media member. Great privilege. It's, it's led me places that I never thought I'd be, and I hope to providing more and more good content as we go forward. Uh, thanks, XFL Board, for being a great partner ever since the start. Mark's been a role model, helping me get everything organized and and posting things here and there, sharing my stuff, uh, documents, whatever. So appreciate you guys at XFL board, all the great content creators there also. So yeah, that's it for me guys. You can find me and I'm not even going to say it, you know, where by now everything's in the notes. If you need me, find me (laughs) If not, no worries. I'll be here again. Uh, Check out the 29th. I'll have Evan Wilsmore on. Evan's going to be a great guest. He's got a lot of different positions going. He's got a lot of different expertise and knowledge amongst the football community and the alt sports community. So look forward to getting him on and speaking with him more, getting to know him. Uh, Really good guy. And and one of the most, uh, one of the best relationships that I found amongst the Houston crew um, going and visiting. So, Look forward to speaking with him more. But yeah, that's it for me. It's been fun. It's been hot. It's hot. I'm tired of it being hot. (laughs) Thanks again, guys. Uh, Let me turn this off. And I'm going to stream this interview and get out of here. It's about 38 minutes long, I believe. So, like I said, following that, it'll be just like, I'm out of here. Mm Got to wait for it to load. All right, there we go. the show now what'd you say mike go ahead
0: uh, i was just i was kind of talking under my breath hey you said it
1: right you're good bro just want to make sure i didn't miss your moment um mike's going to be running some content and, and helping the contributors out with the show look forward to having him and his expertise and his insights so far we've had some great opinions great discussions great articles come out of of what we what we're putting together in this collaboration so It's been pretty successful and in in the future during the games and in season, actual season, I feel like Mike's going to make a big difference. But Mike, it's good to have you, man. I didn't mess your name up today.
0: (laughs) Got it right. Got it right. And you you finally got me on. I I didn't want to appear on screen, but you finally got me here.
1: We got you, man. We got to make face. I know you're not big on it and you may not see Mike on the show anymore, but just remember he is in the background. And, and he is doing some stuff on his end to, to help out. So keep that in mind. Mike, What this, I always do this. And then I'm going to pop this up. We're going to introduce you, of course. But tell me, what, what's your background? Basically, what brought you to this point, And then we'll talk more XFL after that.
0: Um, I am a football nerd. I'm a football junkie. I'm looking for a good game. I'm always looking for a good game. You look at a schedule whether it's college or high school or the NFL, that's going to be a good game. So I'm going to watch that. That's, that's the kind of person that I am. Uh, I'm about football. Uh, I have a tremendous love for football. Um, I coached little league for about 10 out of the last 14 years, but about 20 seasons worth because you play uh fall ball and spring ball, which is usually the select and in this part of Texas, they also do six man football off season, which is the spring ball. Whereas in West Texas, that's all they play is the six-man. If you've never gotcha. watched six-man, it's, it's so entertaining. And the scoring is, is rapid. Yeah, everybody's eligible, essentially. Uh, even the center is eligible to receive passes. <laughs> but that's a whole other story. Um, <laughs> it's
1: interesting, for sure.
0: Yeah, it's, it's definitely something to look into. Um, but like I said, I'm, I'm a, a football junkie. And uh, I was a big, big fan of XFL 2.0. That's, that's how I refer to it as 2.0 for the 2020 season, uh, was really getting into it, really enjoying it, loved the product. And then of course we all know COVID took that away from us. So when uh, Danny Garcia announced that she and The Rock and Redbird were purchasing the XFL, I was, I was a little skeptical at first, but I was like, after listening to their interviews, after listening to their press conferences, and doing some research on on them i was like okay they know what they're doing they're going to give us a legitimate shot and it's worth it to, to follow let's see because I, I really liked uh we didn't have a team in san antonio at that time so i was an arlington renegades fan was dallas at that time dallas renegades yep, fan, yep. and uh houston roughnecks and i'm from texas so houston is houston's houston but I, I, did follow the roughness. Hey, watch, it watch it now, watch it now. So I started watching them when, when, uh, PJ Walker was tearing it up and, and I just got really excited about the XFL. And then when it came back, uh, I didn't know who to follow, you know, whether I going to go back to the renegades, was going to follow the rough next time. And then they announced the team in San Antonio, um, I, being a football junkie, I didn't immediately take. To the to the Brahmas, I didn't say, "Oh, there's a team, so we have to love it." I was going to make them earn my loyalty because that's you know I, I'm a very loyal fan. Uh, so I'm going to admit this because it's it's out there on, on social media. I was not in love with the team name, the Brahmas, because there's a lot of bull-related mascots in this area, the Houston Texans, University of Texas. And there's a local high school called MacArthur. whose was uh, mascot is the Brahmas. So gotcha. I wasn't too keen on that. You know, I was hoping something like defenders but we couldn't use that one, you know, uh, something, something a little bit different. And it kind of grew on me and I felt like a, the Brahmas nickname was a little bit too on the nose because of Dwayne Johnson, you know, but I didn't know how to feel about that. I didn't want to feel like uh the Rock says to love this so you're gonna love it i wanted to i wanted to be a little skeptical at first and i grew to love the team uh watch how heinz ward grew as a coach because that's something that i keep an eye on i don't just say oh we're losing let's get rid of the guy no it, it's can't he continue to move forward with what adversary he's been dealt you know we had uh jack cohen couldn't go. wasn't very successful behind this line It was just too many injuries to overcome. And I heard some of the fans were like getting on Jack Cohen's case. Uh, I'm also a Notre Dame fan. So I was familiar with Jack Cohen, and I was familiar with Alizé Mack. Uh, Jack Cohen isn't mobile sideline to sideline. He's mobile ahead of, you know, moving forward. But he's not an escape artist. But if you give him time, he'll pick you apart. He really will. So. It wasn't so much that I was a Notre Dame fan. So I was cutting an extra slack. It was that they've had some injuries to so that line, give them time, you know? So I, I like to approach it from a realistic standpoint, what's really going on. You can't just blame the quarterback for every loss or blame the coaches for every loss, you know, yep. it's too easy to do that.
1: So I know you said you weren't, you weren't too big on the name there at the get go, at what point did you become a true Ramos fan and is there is is there a point in the the season where you officially said all right this is my team i'm i'm picking
0: yeah week one uh i made it a point to be at the Elmo dome week one nice And what turned out to be A.J. mccarran's coming out party you know uh we got to see so many aspects of the xfl for that game the fourth and long to convert for the onside kick mccarran did that you know and then he drove his team down in the comeback period which that term doesn't get a lot of uh, emphasis right now, but it allows teams to move down the field without having to burn timeouts or strictly to go to sideline to sideline. You can complete a long pass down the field and get your team up there without burning any clock. You know, Um, but that defense and how well they played together. And even though they were giving up a lot of uh, third and longs and fourth and longs, that moment, just being in San Antonio and seeing that city embrace that team, it, that's what changed it all for me. It wasn't even that I was covering the Brahmas. It was just, it's just the feel. Uh, San Antonio is a great, great city. Yes, I've been a diehard Spurs fan forever, you know? So I've gone I, I understand what a San Antonio crowd is like. I knew that they would embrace the team. They're very loyal, they're very dedicated. I went initially to cover uh, the team as a member of the media, not necessarily as a fan. And in that process became a fan. Understood. Uh, so,
1: so I, you were there as media for, for the first game yeah. got gotcha. you
0: yeah. well i wasn't i wasn't credentialed uh, but i gotcha. knew it was going to be working for uh, ambush i was writing for ambush that's we met
1: i forgot to mention that as well he he does write for ambush guys i forgot to mention that. i'm sorry me and mike met up we've been talking for probably an hour before we actually recorded <laughs> Shoot. Shoot. two hours so you see how it's going uh, but yeah so i'm sorry mike go ahead
0: so no no it was um I wanted to experience the game from a, a different point of view. Uh, the very first game, I took park and ride to see what it was like. You know, uh, one of the things that uh, some teams kind of take for granted is getting people to the stadium. So I went to, I drove into San Antonio because I didn't want to drive into downtown. I I live about an hour uh, north of San Antonio. Uh, I didn't want to drive through downtown, and all that. So I took the park and ride. I got in. It was an epic experience, uh, and I don't I try not to use hyperbole too much, but um, when, you, when you get dropped off, you go up and you're on ground level and there's the Alamo Dome. What I didn't know is Lot B. Lot B is where all the tailgating happened and I should have gone there first. And I regret not going there first and I will make it a point to go to Lot B. That's where yep. all the tailgaters are. You could smell it was like, you know, when you go into somebody's uh, barbecue and you turn the corner, and you can smell the grill. That's what it was like.
1: <laughs>
0: I mean, the, the food, I, I was like, oh man, I don't have time to go do that. So I'm gonna, first I'm gonna find my seat, then orientate myself a little bit and then walk around the, the entire uh, Alamo Dome just to kind of take it in a little bit. And I have worked uh, as in, in the, in the, a medium in the press group on the second home game and I had a way more enjoyable experience as a fan because it, it was great to interact with people and, and see things. There's things that go on in a football game that you might not necessarily see on TV. Yep. And I'll give you an example. Game one, one of the footballs got kicked up into the stands. And there they their XFL was like, hey, give us our ball back, give us our ball back. And they and this was over in the opposite corner of the end zone that were from where I was sitting. And you could kind of hear the crowd going. Um, let him have it. Let him have it, or don't give it back. It was it hadn't organized yet <laughs> so it solid chance. But we are like, what is going on over there? And apparently a ball <laughs> got kicked into the stand and the XFL wanted it back and they eventually let that guy have it, you know. And side note, there's a I think the reason for that is I was watching a USFL telecast and they had a player score a touchdown and give it to a kid in the stand. And then somebody from USFL said, uh, we kind of need that ball back. And somebody was smart enough to go why? Well, because that ball has proprietary technology in it, and it costs about $1,000 per ball. So it makes me think maybe the XFL has got some proprietary technology in their footballs, And that's why they didn't want to let somebody keep it. Yep. But uh, uh, that was one of the little things that that went on in the crowd. And that was kind of kind of cool to see um it now was the, the of, press
1: box there is awesome right so you were there for the yeah. big games so i mean i was there for the championship but you were there when their actual attendance was higher correct yeah yeah correct. So the first game that chance. i went to
0: twenty five thousand people and yeah, it was that's epic nice. that's nice you know, it was epic and i love football games i love going to games in person because you can feel that crowd and the, and the roars especially in the alamo dome the alamo dome doesn't get enough respect i think it's, it was desi- it's designed for viewing football and even basketball games, and it's designed to capture the crowd and crowd noise. And even when they had twelve thousand, half that half that amount, you could still hear the crowd. They were very responsive. San Antonio is a very smart crowd. Um, I think they're a little hesitant right now because of they fell in love with the Commanders in the AAF, and then when that league folded. And then they see the XFL and the XFL folded twice already. So I think they're a little reluctant, a little hesitant to fall in love with the Brahmas. I do think that they will uh, increase attendance. Uh, we've got people who are like the, the Horns Forward podcast, who's been mentioned now, like this will be the third time they've been mentioned uh, with Jackie Martinez. Uh, they do a lot of things. She's Brahmasita 210, if you follow her on Facebook. Uh, There's the Brahma Babe, you know, they've got the Brahma Rose, they've got the Mariachi Brahma, uh, you know, so they've got that crowd section, section 108, it's right where the players come out, and that's, if you want to go and enjoy it and really have a good interaction with the fans, go sit as close to 108 as you can, you know, but uh, as far as covering the game, uh, the second game I got to cover was against Arlington, I was a credentialed member, uh, I'm not going to tell you all that story yet, but uh, I got to go uh, on the field before the game. You know, you walk out of the same tunnel the players walk out of and you're like looking around it's like Is somebody going to tell me I shouldn't be here or that I'm not allowed on the field. You know, no, <laughs> no, <Nope, nope, laughs> nobody said anything. I went and snuck some pictures because I, I didn't want to have my camera out taking pictures like a tourist and with the, with the media credential on, but I tried to sneak a couple of pictures. Um, for those of you who've never covered a game, you sit in the in the press box. I was there for the Arlington game. Uh, there was there was uh, three members of the media there from different um, affiliates, and it was very subdued. You're not allowed to cheer in the press box, you know. And you <laughs> don't tell have them the secrets. <laughs> yeah, it's just being professional. Is you're not allowed yep. to cheer one way or the other. You know it's being professional you're showing courtesy to other teams correspondence like if they've got guests that are coming in from the visiting team you know you're you're being respectful so i I prefer to sit in the crowd
1: you're honestly not supposed to wear other teams colors or your own either yeah i mean you should come in there in neutral color professional it doesn't have to be a, a tux but i mean you have to look decent when you come in yeah i just wanted to throw that in there i'm sorry
0: what do you what do you wear when you go so typically uh, i
1: wear a polo shirt and slacks i mean that's that's my typical uh, different dress shoes stuff like that now my first game in i wore a nice houston roughneck shirt because no one told me that i wasn't supposed to dress like that so i mean that's my experience with that and you know i I didn't really know what to expect coming in so once we actually got there and i'm seeing everyone else yeah, you switch your role real quick and I was always an administrative professional educator and stuff like that. I've always like had a dressy, snazzier side. So it was easy for me to tap into that for sure. And even then, it's like, to be honest with you, I felt like I was more dressed up than a lot of people there. <laughs> and yeah. that was fine. Yeah. I dressed to impress. I wanted to be a professional. So that was what I went after. But yeah, my first game in, I had a Roughnecks hat, the one that's on the wall back here. And then... Also, a gray roughneck shirt and blue jeans. So, I feel you. I just want to throw that out there because that that always sticks out in my head looking back. And then, like I said, I went to the Saints game yesterday. <laughs> you're not wearing blue jeans there. <laughs> and it's not happening. But yeah, I had to share that. Go ahead, Mike. I'm sorry.
0: Oh, no, no, you're good. Uh, so, uh, viewing the game from multiple perspectives, I really, really enjoyed it being in the crowd. Um, I don't know if I mentioned uh, the bullpen, which is a section that's in one of the end zones where they they fold up the seats. So it leaves this large expanse of open area. And I use my media path. Can I go in here before the game? They're like, yeah, sure, go ahead. And they had tables, you know, uh, waist high tables uh, all along the perimeter. And they're right there where the end zone is. You're, You're literally right on top of the action. They had, you know, a bar, they had food, catered, and i was like if i want to come back i'm going to sit here from now on to cover the game because i did some of my best work in typing and writing you know there <laughs> i was truly inspired it, I it was is. Like, is the best thing ever
1: it sounds like it next time i come in you're gonna to have to show me that
0: oh yeah i didn't get and, to explore uh, oh, much and i was uh speaking of uh, the football earlier uh i was in a, a facebook group and we mentioned it and a lady was like hey that was my husband and she showed me a picture of him with the ball. So I knew it was her. And she said, and also what the bombers did is they took somebody out of the regular seat and they put him up in the suite. Now, I don't know if you've ever been in a suite at a football game, uh, it, is, it is epic. You have great food, great service, anything you want, eat or drink. And then of course the bathroom's right there. You don't have to go you nope. know, up and then over and fight through the crowd. You know uh, being in a luxury suite is incredible and that was i couldn't get more information on it. I, I look into it this season but uh things that the san antonio is doing for their fan experience uh i think the the bullpen is one and then also when you take somebody who's hey you're sitting in a regular seat you congratulations you're gonna go sit up in the luxury suite now you know that Understood. is cool yeah,
1: that is yeah really cool i agree especially if it's just a surprise like hey guess what upgrade sir or ma'am
0: Exactly,
1: exactly. I feel you. Coming, <clears throat> coming from your perspective, let's, let's let's. since we're already on the subject of XFL, I want to get back on you a little bit. I'm going to ask you another question about yourself. But coming from your perspective, do you think that, I mean, fan engagement amongst the XFL, not San Antonio, amongst the XFL, do you feel like it was adequate for this past year or this past season?
0: For this past season? No, no. Um, and I understand that every everything and before anybody complains that they don't have this, and they don't have that. Mexico needs to do this. I needs need to do that. Everything costs money. Mm-hmm. So they had a small, small budget. And I think I learned that here on this podcast. Uh, and I was shocked at how small it was for the entire league. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, 120 G's. I,
0: Yeah, for the entire league. That's eight teams plus the league themselves. You know, that's the advertisement
1: portion. You know, no, and to pay salaries, insurance I mean, that's not, you know, I don't don't know if that was all included, but I'm guessing.
0: So what I'd like to do is use this forum, you know, this podcast as a way of uh, reaching out to the fans who have already been to the games and be like, hey, what do you like? What do you dislike? What do you think we need to do to engage? Because we're going to have to do some of that work, I feel, as fans ourselves. Yeah. No doubt you know, if we're, you know, I'm in two dozen Facebook groups and I just added Twitter uh, uh, as much as I am for sharing information and educating our fan base. We're kind of preaching to the choir. We're, we're talking to people who are already fans. We need to reach out to fans of colleges. Hey, that kid from Yada Yada State, he's playing in the XFL now What's the XFL. You know, uh, there's an XFL team in this city now, you know, uh, and I think XFL really needs to push on the price, the cost. You know, you can attend an XFL game roughly a third to a quarter of what you can in NFL. We as contributors, we as podcasters, need to get the word out to other football fans. You know, if if you're watching a preseason game, oh, that guy played in the XFL. Oh, you know, we're keeping an eye on him. You know, and I, I posted this, and I, some people laughed at it, and they thought it was funny. Uh, do you think the XFL will improve NFL preseason viewership? And I think it does, and I think it has, because I've seen lots of comments uh, of people following their own their own team's players. Going back to the Brahmas, I saw uh, uh, somebody had posted they were watching Parker Romo. They were watching the Lions just to watch Parker Romo kick. <laughs> How many fans watch a whole game, that aren't related to that player. That aren't friends with that player. Watch a whole preseason game just for one guy to kick. You know that's the level of enthusiasm that XFL fans have, and they need to share it. And we need to grow this base.
1: Agreed, agreed. So, <clears throat> talking about, we just talked <clears throat> about the XFL in terms of what you thought and fan engagement, and, and what do you think? I mean, in terms of being a editor in chief contributor to ambush, what, what do you bring into the table in order to facilitate that engagement or, or just further get some information out? What do you, what do you feel like you're bringing?
0: I, uh, on a personal level, I have, uh, used many opportunities to talk about the XFL. I almost sound like I'm in a cult, you know, uh, <laughs> at work, I've got football games on and I'm like, Hey, that player right there playing the XFL or I'll tell them, Hey, I covered the XFL. Oh, really? What's that like? And and we'll just engage in conversation. You know, I, I really take people's temperature for, for, for the XFL, you know, are you going to like, and you, you should check it out. This player plays for this, or remember this kid who played in college? Well, he, now he's in the XFL, you know, uh, as far as media, I, 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 I find a lot of subjects. I have lots of ideas and I, some some of them bear fruit and some of them are just like that just went nowhere but i try to get stuff out i try to post things personally on my page and you're going to see a change in that uh mike cardiola is my facebook i'm also trying to change that to xfl mike g to be more specific to xfl because i'm in a lot of groups and i'm trying to organize stuff a little bit better Uh, my twitter handles the same xfl mike g and getting this information out to, we, I think we all need to find a way to share that information. If you, your buddies, and you and you're, let's say, with me, I'm a Cowboys fan, I go to a game, and I watch a Cowboys game, and we start talking about football, I'm going to find a way to steer it to the XFL. You know, I am, it's just because that's the way I am. I, I love the XFL as a product. I'm going to say something, and people will look at me funny. But out of all of the products of football out there, college pros and the NFL, I prefer to watch the XFL as a game more than any other product, because of the rules, because of the speed. Uh, there's many things I love the way Dean Blandino is on top of every call. So even though you have that challenge, you're going to save it because they're already going to be on top of it. You don't have to waste your challenge on something that they're already looked at in the booth, you know, and I wish the NFL had that kind of clarity where you can hear the guy who's making the decision. And this is why we're making it yep, I what agree. video shows. This is, you know, uh, the NFL you're watching the game. Why did that call? Why did this, why did they say that? Why did they not review it? Well, maybe they did, and they didn't overturn it. It doesn't mean they didn't review it. There's not as much clarity there. Yep, yep. Uh, the speed and pace of the game. I really love, uh, People kind of poo-poo on the on the kickoff. I love the kickoff idea. I coached the little league for many years, and teaching teaching kickoff coverage is one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. When you got six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, and twelve-year-olds stay in your lane, and then they don't know when to break, you know, and, and cover, or they want to run to the ball, and then of course that running back reverses field and he's gone. So um and and the safety the safety of it you know when you guys are five yards apart you're not running full speed you don't have a 40 50 60 yard head start to run head first with somebody else you know it is safer and I think it makes returns more exciting because more more guys are going to return the ball that means more potential for a kickoff return you know so I, I love the product as it is I think Some of the rules should be adopted for, uh, adopted in the NFL. Uh, I don't want to do, I don't want to expound too much on that right now, but that's something that we're looking at. Um, I just, it's a a better product to me. It's it's my favorite because sometimes in the fall, you kind of get bogged down in a game. You kind of get lulled a little bit, you know, and that doesn't happen in the XFL. It's go, go, go constantly. You just scored, now we're gonna score, you know, even uh, and like I said in that first game against St. Louis, there was very little time for us to go. Okay, we got the lead; we can rest here for a second. No, no, they just scored. Now they're going uh, fourth and long to get the ball back, and they drove the ball down the field. You know, it, it's constant, and I I love it because it keeps your interest.
1: Understood. So so basically, what I'm getting is. What you're bringing to the table is you're a super fan. You've got some avid experience in being a fan and you know what's going to make the XFL tick in terms of what you like. So you feel like uh, a lot of what you're bringing is, is information, um, realistic opinions, facts, news, stuff like that.
0: Yeah, that's uh, I, I I don't want to call myself an expert. I don't like saying that because everybody really talking
1: way about something. Yeah, I'm the same way. But- I agree
0: with my passion for the game of football, plus the nerd in me, plus, you know, every aspect. I just, I love this game uh, and I love the XFL brand. So I'm gonna dedicate my time to improving it, to, to getting the word out on it. And what I'm gonna bring is everything I've got to make it better, to, to make it known, because I would love for this league to succeed. I see it becoming um, uh, profitable down the road but I also understand uh, like expansion. We can't do expansion right now because new teams cost money. Yeah. So we've yep. got to work some things out. And that's one of the pieces that I'm working on is a realistic path to um, doing some of these things like expansion. Yeah, everybody's screaming expansion, expansion, but it costs money and we need to get butts and seats to have that money to expand. It's that simple.
1: Agreed. I think your concepts are fair and valid. (laughs) A lot of the engagement was on Facebook and fans like yourself and even myself last year was rolling on them groups and discussions, whether it's posting news, posting articles, posting pictures, discussion topics, questions, trying to find out information. I mean, there's that's where a lot of what you saw in terms of engagement for the league was coming from, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's us where I, I throw you in here too. I think you're a super fan and it's a super no, fan no that, are, that are building the base. You know, we got guys like Mike Mitchell, Mike Mitchell's going to be Adam Schefter, you know, he's, he's going to be that dude. So I, I started following him. I thoroughly enjoyed uh, your interview with him, you know, and also with your podcast, you're, you're talking to fans like regular fans who've been in the stands, who who have a, a good and valid opinion about how we can succeed and continue to grow. That's why I kind of, uh, joined you because we'd worked together at ambush and I like where you're going. So that's why I'm going in with you because uh, I think we're a lot alike. Um, so my purpose is to help you to help the lead.
1: Hey, great, man. I've appreciated you very much so far, so I'll say it publicly. Thank you. I look forward to what we create further down the line or even like next episode, you know, it, it, any of the small details you definitely assist with. So I appreciate that. And same thing for the other guys, Obion, Demarcus, Jesse. I mean, everybody's got a piece of the pie that they're helping with. So let's keep it up. Now, when I say that, just keep in mind, everybody is individuals. They make their own decisions. They're doing their own thing. They may be part of the team, but... I mean it, until they're on the show or like Mike's doing, I mean, he's working this thing every day with the contributors. I mean that that's that's pretty impactful. So appreciate you greatly, Mike, coming on and I'm excited. And it, it's just nice to have a team. It's nice to have people to fall back on and ask questions and, and get information. And I know dealing with, with you as well, you're very frank and me and you we get along on that. We're not we're not sugarcoating our emotions all the time. Yeah. <laughs> You'll see yeah it's what's okay you'll see a lot of the guys in the xfl community whether it be newscasters or, or even fans uh, players want, uh, potential players any any of that it's all that everyone is pretty much down to earth and humble most people aren't doing it just to hear themselves talk and that's what i love about this community so far almost every single person i've engaged about an interview or or content I mean, they're willing to, and they're more than willing to. They're they're helpful. And so there's been a few bad eggs along the way, but for the most part, it's been great. And so I look forward to getting you on, man, getting you some more experience with it. And then next year, once the games kick up, you covering those games and getting getting your feedback on that also.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, I am trying to uh, contain my excitement because I, I see so many avenues and venues that uh that we can explore uh, from the podcast podcast perspective, from fan perspective, from contributors perspective. Uh, like I said, I like to look at things from a, a different angle, under a different light, and and kind of be realistic, you know, uh, on how we can further the league, how we can get more people into these venues, how we can expand the exposure, you know. Um, and I, I'm going to throw it back on you Iggy, a little bit uh you covered mr uh, mr franklin out there in new orleans who was a roughneck yep, you know, yep. when he was when he was injured and i kid you not and i'm not just saying this when he was injured the entire league felt that mm-hmm. you know they they were concerned for him you know they're like you know usually when a good player goes down on a rival team you know there's not much sympathy or mercy you know in the xfl there was love there was love for him and, and everybody's pulling for him now with the Saints, and I really hope I think he can make that team. I think he could be a contributor. I think he's shown that, you know. Yep. And and if he gives some love back to the XSL, and just by acknowledging it, people are gonna be like, what's the XSL? You know. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're here for to to give them our knowledge and our area of expertise.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Totally agree with that. And then even with, like you said, the super fan portion, I mean, that's what got me involved in this. When you take that media step, it's definitely a different step, yeah. but you don't become an expert. You don't become an analyst. You, that's, that's stuff you're working towards. And that I feel like comes from the, uh, the, the peers that you're around, the people that you're working with, the people that you're interviewing, I mean, so I agree with that statement. I don't feel like I'm an expert in, in it. I feel like I'm just an avid, avid fan who is learning to become an expert. And that's fine with me. Uh, but, yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there. I think us both, that's what brought us to doing the things we're doing was being fans. And it's very important to remember that as this journey continues to not lose sight of that is, 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 being a true friend. That's why I brought Kenneth on the other day. I mean, we haven't had a fan on in a couple of months and I had to get him on just because I value his opinion. I value his knowledge. I value his experiences. It it's all stuff that I can't do being a media person. so, I mean, it, it's cool. And I, I look forward to it, Mike, I can't wait to see what we produce.
0: Uh, I'm excited as well. Nervous, but excited. You
1: know, um, Took a while uh, to get you on. <laughs>
0: yeah, uh, I, uh, and I'm not ready to be live yet. You know, I'm going to let you edit this down and make me look good. But, <laughs> yeah,
1: uh, <laughs> this is pre-recorded. It's what's today. Today's August 14th, 2023. So this probably won't drop until August 20th at the end of that live stream. So guys at home listening, course- this is pre-recorded.
0: I've got to personally approve it, you know, all your edits I will allow you to put it out there.
1: No, no just kidding. Just kidding. But, um, oh man,
0: yeah, I, I, I am nervous because it's 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 one thing to have an opinion about anything, but to speak knowledgeably on it and in social media, people will call you out if yep. you're saying something that is not correct. People will call you out, and people will gleefully call you out. Yep, you know. So I, I, I try to be knowledgeable in, in what I'm saying so I don't get called out. But
1: uh, yeah, and it's uh, always I, I, important to, to credit those sources. I just want to throw that out. Yeah. I know you do and I do too. But I mean, if, if as an individual or a sports broadcaster, content creator, credit your sources, people. Quit taking people's stuff. And I'm not even talking about my stuff. I don't put out. I, I try to do original content in terms of the podcast, some writings. but if you're finding out some breaking news information, credit the man who did it, who released it first or or the xFL anybody, something. I just want to throw that out there. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> yeah, totally agree, totally agree. I personally, if I'm sharing something I see on on social media, i will I will share the whole thing. and it'll say, you know they're framed up and it'll, and so posted this information. So I'm sharing their post. I'm yep. not taking their content and posting exactly. it as myself as some kind of insider or breaking news. Or- exactly. I would rather be right than be first. So I, exactly. if it's coming for me, it's backed up somewhere. Because, you know, I, social media, I will call people out. If you recognize my name, I have no problem calling people out if they're wrong. So I expect the same in return. So that's why I'm going to work not to be wrong.
1: Understood. Understood. Well, Mike, that's about it. We've been on here for 30 minutes or so, probably upwards around 40 minutes, close to it. Yeah. But unless you have anything else you want to share, man, I'm going to put all your, I mean, all your socials. I mean, your Twitter's not, it may be. Uh, your your socials in the notes, you can say those again, you know, if you have anything coming out in terms of documents or articles, you know, just make sure to tell people, I always say, this is an audio podcast as well. And I try to not forget about the folks that just listened to the audio versions. Cause they're still around also.
0: Uh, I don't have anything to add except, you know, when you see my comments and you're reading it and you say, Oh, there's Mike. You know, just seems like that's, that's Mike. That's the Mike. That's oh, $9. Mike right there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's been great, man. We Like I said, we sat on here for two hours talking, just just conversating.
0: Yeah. And we should have we should have recorded that because that was some really good stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we can put that on air, sir. <laughs>
0: well, you can you can edit it down. You
1: know. <laughs> Try to keep a PG-13 around here as yeah. much as possible. So, yeah, guys, check him out on Ambush. He's got some writings out there. He's an author, a uh, writer. He did it last year during the season. He's got some good publications out. Check them out. Ambushsports.net. Isn't that correct, Mike?
0: I believe that's correct
1: okay just making sure but yeah check them out uh, appreciate you mike coming on it's been fantastic touching base talking with you just I mean, we we've just been talking like guys for two or three hours straight yeah um if yeah guys, like I said, guys we, at home
0: we should have record go ahead We should we should have we should have recorded some of it but you know <laughs> like like our previous conversations I, we always have good conversations i think that's why we work so well together you know, we, yep. we kind of think along the same lines and and, and it's it's good stuff. It's like, But I, he's, he's he's dragged me on to the podcast. I, I'm recorded right now, but maybe I'll be live. If enough people respond positively, then maybe I could I could jump on. Well, I'm the complete opposite. Some people want to be on the podcast to be on the podcast. I, I'm reluctant to be on the podcast, but I will do it if, if if the fans want it.
1: There we go. That's what it comes down to. So Regardless, like I said, check for Mike in the background. He's definitely putting some stuff out and making some some leaps and strides amongst the show that I couldn't do alone. So, thank you, Mike. If you need anything from me, you know you reach out anytime. Guys at home, if you need anything from him, reach out to him. Also, add him, follow him, share him. Uh, to do whatever you need, to just get in, get in close and get in touch with him. Uh, Like I said, he's still an individual. He's going to be doing his own thing. He's just helping me out on the side, just providing some good management and content management. So thank you again, Mike. Look forward to the future with you, man, and, and what you're bringing to the table.
0: All right. Well, it was good working with you again.
1: You too, man. We'll see you again soon, sir.